Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. Commence primary ignition. First, I'm going to pay tribute to Lisa Loring. And then later on, I'll give a shout-out to others that we lost this year, but I failed to mention them on Movie Magic. It's only the second month this year, and yet so many have passed away. Now, I won't mention all, just a handful, as I want to tell you what's worth watching and what to skip on the big and small screens. Now, Lisa Loring was the first Wednesday Addams in the Addams Family sitcom. She was a child actress and played the role when she was only six years old, which ran from 1964 to 1966. But how is Lisa Loring, a child actress, connected in some distant way with a German Nazi battleship, U.S. anti-ballistic missiles, GPS, and pornography? Well, for that, we'll have to go back to her childhood and growing up years. She was born on February 16, 1958, and she would have celebrated her milestone 65th birthday if she was still alive in a couple of weeks. Her parents both served in the U.S. Navy and divorced shortly after her birth, and I can imagine the trauma she would have had when she found out that her parents were divorced right after her birth. She probably would have blamed herself for coming into their lives and causing the divorce. She was born in Kwanjalin Atoll, Marshall Islands. Now, this was the United Nations Trust Territory at that time, which had been administered by the United States. Now, the Marshall Islands are located somewhere near Hawaii, and in the late 50s, the U.S. Army took over the base as part of their Nike Zeus anti-ballistic missile efforts. And since then, these islands have been widely used for missile tests of all sorts. Today, it is part of the Ronald Reagan Ballistic Missile Defense Test Site, with various radars, tracking cameras, missile launchers, and many support systems spread across many islands. Now, one of the five ground stations is also used in controlling the operation of the Global Positioning System, GPS. Yes, the GPS Navigation System. So now you see the connection with the missiles, GPS, and Lisa Loring. And as far as the German Nazi battleship, Brian's Eugen, well, the group of islands were the final resting place of the German cruiser during the World War. And as far as the connection with pornography, well, I'll touch on that soon. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. But first, let's understand the trauma this little girl went through. She grew up in Hawaii and later moved to Los Angeles with her mother. And her mother put her in modeling at a very tender young age of three. 
Now, I can imagine her mother dragging her from one photo shoot to another to make some money. And all this while, little Lisa was losing her childhood. Then later on, when she got into acting, she appeared in an episode of Dr. Kildare, which aired in 1964. Now, her mother died of alcoholism in 1974 at the age of 34. Lisa Loring was only 16 at that time. But a year before her mother died, Lisa Loring got married. Yes, she was a teen bride of just 15 years old, and her marriage was with her childhood sweetheart, Farrell Fomberg. Well, she was gorgeous, kind of like a poster girl, and they had a daughter together. But their marriage ended a year later. Then she married again, this time to Doug Stevenson in 1981. He was a contract performer on the soap opera Search for Tomorrow. Lisa Loring had a second daughter with him before their marriage ended in 1983. In 1987, she married again. Now, this is where the pornography connection comes in. You see, she married an adult film actor, Paul Silverman, who went by the name Jerry Butler. They met on a porn film set. No, 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 before your imagination gets carried away, no, she was not acting in the adult film. She worked as a makeup artist for the film and as a writer, which she was not credited for. After her marriage with this adult film actor, she wanted her husband to get out of the adult film industry. But he was hooked, and he was still part of it behind her back. So she had enough of him cheating on her, and so she finally divorced him in 1992. Lisa Loring then married for a fourth time in 2003 to Graham Rich. The couple separated in 2008 and divorced in 2014. There may be many reasons why she could not stay in a relationship for long. Poor girl. She took up smoking, which led to hypertension, and then she got a stroke, and then she died on January 28, 2023. Let's go back in time again. In 1966, Lisa Loring joined the cast of the sitcom The Prudes of Southampton. She later reprised the role as Wednesday Adams for the TV movie Halloween with the new Adams Family in 1977. From 1980 to 1983, she played the character Cricket Montgomery in a soap opera As the World Turns. She also appeared in three B-rate slasher films, Blood Frenzy and Savage Harbor in 1987, and then a year later in the movie titled Iced. Now, as much as she acted in all these movies, I remember her as a child actor in the original Adams Family sitcom. I'm Colin Gomez, and you're listening to Movie Magic on Money FM. And coming up, what to watch and what to avoid with a 10-foot pole. Meanwhile, if you grew up like me, snapping your fingers to the theme of Adams Family when it was televised in black and white, then you too would remember Lisa Loring mostly for her role as Wednesday Adams. Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. If you're a filmmaker or aspiring to be one, then I have some great films for you to watch. Now, even if filmmaking is not your cup of tea, and if you're not aspiring to be one, here are some great movies for you to watch on the big and small screen. Now, I'll start with a movie titled 24. It's a story of a sound recordist who lingers in the afterlife and who is still committed to his job. The film is part of the Love of Cinema Festival and it's screening for one evening only 
Sunday, the 5th of February at 5.10 p.m. at the Projector Cinema. If you're a film instructor, get your film students to go as a group to watch this film. Well, it could be part of their curriculum. Now, while you're at the projector, you might want to check out some Oscar-nominated films. I know some of them are available on Disney Plus and Netflix, but unless you have a big screen in your living room, you know, like a home theater with surround sound and so forth, um, movies like these are best enjoyed on the big screen. If it's a sitcom, then go ahead, watch it from your couch. Otherwise, the cinema is where they are most enjoyed. Scottish writer and director Charlotte Wells' debut film is After Sun. The movie has a nomination for Best Actor in the upcoming Oscars. It's for Irish actor Paul Mescal. Now, what a great feat it would be for Charlotte as well if Paul wins the award because an actor's performance also stems from the direction he or she is given. Now, speaking of Irish, The Banshees of Inisherin has nine nominations and I raved about this film on last week's Movie Magic. If you missed it, well, you can listen to the podcast version either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Babylon has three nominations, and although it has some big names and stunning lookers in this film, like Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Olivia Wilde, and Diego Calva, I'm on the fence with this movie. On the other hand, The Fablemans, uh, which I totally enjoyed, has seven Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. The film is loosely based on the life of Steven Spielberg's childhood. Now, I raved about this movie quite some time back on Movie Magic. Now, if you haven't watched this movie yet, here's your chance to catch it at the projector as well. Oh, by the way, all these movies, you know, these 2023 Oscar-nominated films that I just mentioned are all screening at the projector. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. And so we continue with Oscar nominated films that can be viewed at the projector. Nominated for six Oscars, including Best Picture, is Tar. Now, one of my favorite actresses is in this movie, Kate Blanchett, who plays the main role, Lydia Tar. If you're into classical music, then this will float your boat. But be forewarned trickles around mental health as well. It's a very powerful movie, and Kate Blanchett's performance as the maestro is just so intense and wonderful. Nominated for Best International Film is Close. Again, be forewarned, uh, there is some self-harm in this film. And yes, unless you understand Dutch and French, you would have to read the subtitles. The Whale, also playing at the projector, stars Brendan Fraser playing the role of an English teacher suffering from obesity. It made me wonder if this is really how Brendan Fraser looks like now. Or is he in a fat suit? Well, he is in a fat suit for this movie. But in real life, he's far from what he used to look when he played George in George of the Jungle. The Whale has three Oscar nominations. Then there's The Menu, which also has three nominations. And... It also has big names and good lookers like Ray Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy. However, I didn't quite like the morbid story and it made me squirm in my seat. I don't know what to make of this movie. Well, there you have it. Those are the Oscar-nominated movies that are playing at the projector. And yes, some of the movies are available 
on your subscribed screening services like Disney+, Netflix and Amazon Prime. Oh, by the way, you can watch everything everywhere all at once on Amazon Prime if you didn't catch it on the big screen as well. Um, this movie has 11 nominations and I totally enjoyed this crazy movie. Now coming up, what movies and TV series to avoid on the small screen? Next on Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Okay, when I saw Eddie Murphy's name together with Julia Lewis Dreyfus of Seinfeld and David Duchovny of The X Files, I thought this would be a nice comedy to watch. It's titled You People and it's on Netflix. I gave it 15 minutes and I called it quits. The direction, the way it's filmed, uh, the script, just didn't cut it for me. This is the kind of movie that will never, ever make it at the Oscars. I wasted 15 minutes of my life. Another movie that didn't cut it for me was Bullet Train. Yes, it had Brad Pitt and even Sandra Bullock in it, but I gave it 20 minutes and then I just switched off. I'd rather knit a woolly underwear. It's a good thing I was hesitant to watch it in the cinemas. The cinematography was good, though. But that's the only thing that's good about this movie. Now, I think I better stop here before I bash more movies with my opinion. So let's wrap up the show as we remember some of the stars that we've lost this year, which I failed to mention in previous movie magic shows. Sylvia Sims, a British actress best known for her roles in the 1958's Ice Cold in Alex and the 2006 movie The Queen died peacefully on January 27th. Annie Wershing, an actress best known for her work in 24 and the Bog Queen on Star Trek Picard and the voice for Tess in the video game The Last of Us passed away at the age of 45 on January the 29th after battling cancer. Of course, we know that Lisa Marie Presley, the singer, songwriter and daughter of Elvis Presley died on January the 12th, following a suspected cardiac arrest. Carol Cook, the comedic actress who rose to fame with the help and mentorship of Lucille Ball, died on the 11th of January. She was three days shy of her 99th birthday. And then there was David Crosby, the legendary rocker and co-founder of the Birds and Crosby Stills Nash & Young. He died on the 18th of January at the age of 81. Yes, 1881. Now, I will miss the way he harmonized in his songs. I'm Colin Gomez, hoping that you'll watch all the Oscar-nominated movies I recommended um, that's being screened for a limited time only on the big screen at the projector. Have a wonderful weekend at the cinemas, yeah?